welcome to the Code Life Cymru podcast. This is December 2023 and this is our Christmas special. None of us can believe how fast the year has gone, but we are here and we're looking forward to sharing some of the, our thoughts about Christmas uh, with you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, uh, get into your favourite space and let's talk all things Christmas. I'm here with John Butler, uh, my ever-present uh, co-host and uh, looking forward to your thoughts on Christmas uh, this uh, in this episode, John. But before that, how are you doing? Sit uh, Shema John, doing iawn diolch, croeso i ein penod nadolig arbenig. Welcome to our Christmas special episode. Um, yeah. I'm I'm excited as well. Kafloisiaon, um, Shadads, Am Nadolig. Excited to talk about Christmas uh, uh, with you. Well, Nadolig Flowen ET, have it. And uh, may I say, uh, each month you're using more and more of the uh, the Kumraig. So, how is your dusky Kumraig going? Um, is there a scale for this <laughs> measure? <laughs> well, as in one being appalling and ten being good, very uh, very good. Well, I'm on a I'm on a Duolingo streak of not nowhere near as many days as you, but um, I'm on a streak nonetheless, uh, and I'm still still attending my lessons online. So I would say that's that's positive. Um, I, I always reflect when people ask that I think the peak or the ratio of learning to time sort of dwindles as in the peak um, is flattening or the curve is flattening. Um, but I'm still still learning, still generally trending in the right direction is uh, how I describe it. Oh, Diane, Diane. Yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm on a streak of 307 days. And I've got to say, um, it's, um, it's just become completely and utterly obsessive. Um, so I was... I was in bed the other night um, and lights were out. We were drifting off. My wife and I were drifting off into that beautiful um, space just before you go into the deep sleep. And then suddenly I flicked the light back on. Hmm. My wife jumped up and said, what's going on? What's going on? I said, I've almost ruined my streak. And I got my phone out and I did Duolingo for 10 minutes and then went back and then turned the light off and went back to sleep. I mean, that is just properly obsessive, isn't it? Uh, that is, that is that, yeah, no, that is, I, I'm laughing because I can relate and I get it. I think the other night I'd set my alarm, turn my phone off or whatever, and then realized, oh, I haven't done my Duolingo, must protect my streak. And my streak is only 169 days or something like that. Only? So, um, That's still only. three, th- three figures. Yeah, but some of those have been used in those little blue things where you can get the free days. The streak freeze. Everybody uses streak freeze. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, on that note. Uh, so this is Christmas. Anyway, um, no, no, I, I, I won't go any further with that. I've got an appalling <laughs> singing voice. Um, so uh, this is the one area where I am so not Welsh. Wasn't that John Lennon you were just singing? It was, it was, oh, yes, yes. There's, there's much better Christmas songs than that. But we're not here to talk about Christmas songs this year. No, we're not. Uh, all Christmas films in, in reality. Um, but um, no, we are here because uh, I... 
I think that, that, that Christmas is, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And I don't say that in terms of Tinseltown, in terms of presents, even Turkey, all of which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, mm. you know, um, I, I don't know if I've shared this on, on the uh, podcast before, uh, but uh, I've started um, uh, to... Uh, uh, attend uh, from time to time um, the Casalam uh, uh, Casalam in um, Carnarvon, uh, well speaking mm. church, um, and it's partly to help me with my Shalak um, and but it's also um, something that I've I, I've wanted to do for um, a long time um, in terms of that as a church. It's a, it's a, a, a you know it's, it's a great church. Um, but one of the things I'm finding now is as I'm coming into this Christmas season and, and I was there on Sunday morning listening to um, uh, my dear Gadani being the theme so that, you know, God with us, Emmanuel. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that I'm discovering here is how um, remarkable the, the Christmas story is i'm, I'm okay. approaching it in a different language uh to what i've historically done mm. and it's making me rethink um things through and uh, and and just i guess i'm re-experiencing the wonder of, mm. of 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 the story um one of the the quotes that uh reese in Karsalem said on on sunday was um He's reading. He was reading a book uh, in preparation for the sermon, and and the author had had been talking about that great event where man landed on the moon, and uh, the the quote that he said was that the greatest miracle in human history is not that man uh, man uh, placed his foot on the moon, mm-hmm. but rather that the sovereign god of the universe placed his foot on earth mm. and i just thought wow that's just like for me the whole christmas story just like i have uh i have been guilty of becoming too used to it and yet in that moment it was this is incredible this yeah. is subversive this is so otherworldly um how how are you approaching Christmas this year? That's that's, that's interesting. I mean that that quote it, it it brings goosebumps and goose pimples to me. Um, just framing it in such a way, especially as someone who's got a keen interest in uh, sci-fi and other things like that, is that kind of concept. I suppose that we're always trying to explore and spread ourselves out and find more that's not why i like sci-fi but that's part of the space exploration isn't it and yet actually rather than us having to go to the ends of the universe to find and connect with god the creator he instead came to us rather than us having to make ourselves limitless and stretch ourselves beyond limits god limited himself to come and live with us that's just yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of breathtaking. Do you remember the Joan Osborne song from a few years ago, which was, um, I think it was called "One of Us," or you know, but it was the the the, the question in the song: "What 
what if God was one of us? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you remember it? And it was like, I do remember it. Um, and I, I can remember when the song came out, he said, well, actually God was one of us. Yes. That, that, that yes. question's already been answered. Uh, <laughs> if God was one of us, he would come and he would transform society and he would give us hope. And he would, he would, he'd repair the relationship mm. between us and, uh, and his father. And that's, that's the whole thing about Jesus, isn't it? And I, I guess for me, it's about reconnecting with this story this year that, that, you know, we've been yeah. through a number of years where I think hope has been on short supply, hasn't it? You know, it's like mm. yeah, yeah. we have gone from one thing to another to another. And, 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 and I know the Bible says that this is what's all, what's always going to happen. Um, but, but maybe, maybe this year, maybe we, we connect and we need the story of Christmas far more mm. than we've ever felt we needed it before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. I think you're onto something there. I think that the the disconnection that we've experienced, the disorientation we've experienced, the the loss, uh, the uncertainty, um, all all of those things actually is are, are present again, aren't they, in the Christmas narrative mm. and in that that miracle of of the Son of God putting on flesh and coming to be with us. That there's uncertainty, there's disorientation. There's an element of, of disconnection, having to like move or temporarily relocate from Nazareth to Bethlehem to go to Egypt for safety. That there, there's uncertainty, there's there's loss there. Um, yet in the midst of that, there's also hope, isn't there? That God was and God is with us. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Can I share another thing that came to me on Sunday morning? Uh, well, it, I say it came to me. It was part of of the sermon on Sunday morning, but it. I'd never okay. thought about it in these terms. And that is, um, so um, obviously Joseph and uh, uh, and Mary go to um, Bethlehem. That's That's got to happen. It's a census um, at that time. And they oh, get yeah. there and they knock on the door of the inn and uh, the guy opens it. And because of the fact that it's a census, there is absolutely no room at the inn. And that's, heaving. It's heaving, heaving, yes. And and I've always had the narrative of that story for me uh, in every time that, that I have either um, heard people um, sharing about Christmas or, or, or I've shared about Christmas. It's all been uh, uh, that th- there's a subtext in there that Jesus comes and there's no room for him. And it's a negative thing. Um, uh, and it just shows the state of the human heart that there's no room in our heart for for, for Jesus, all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yet on Sunday morning, I was confronted with a different possibility that Mary and Joseph, they knock on the door of the inn. Of course, there's no room in the inn. That's, that's documented. Yeah. But because there's no room in the inn, uh, the innkeeper says, but you can come and you can stay in the stable. And so they shows in the stable. And in Jewish culture, the stable was not only attached to a private home, but it was part of the home. That it was, uh, that was just the, the the whole thing was 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 part of yeah. the, the their their cultural their their private home. So, in essence, maybe what was happening here is there was no room in the inn where tourists and 
people who didn't belong in mm. an area would stay. Mm. But Jesus didn't come to stay in an inn. He came to move into our homes, into our hearts. Mm. And yeah. I had never, I okay. have never confronted it in that way before. Mm. Mm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, that that's quite powerful, isn't it? That it, it puts a different spin on it, but it also adds a different element of the same truth to it, isn't it? That Jesus mm. has come to live in our in our home, make his home in our hearts rather than, yeah, as a stranger or as a as a temporary um, tourist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, one of the things as I was reflecting on that part of the Christmas narrative and was uh, speaking on it a few weeks ago, um, the, the thing that cemented it for me about the fact that Bethlehem was so full, yes, it was full because of the census, but actually it reminds us that Bethlehem wasn't like a, it wasn't a bustling, huge city. It didn't have, you know, um, huge numbers of hotels, travel lodges, premier inns, whatever, uh, for people to stay and book into. Uh, Bethlehem, whilst it had a storied history and connection to David, the greatest, you know, Israel's greater king until that point of Jesus, it, it by this point had become nothing more than kind of like a, a village or a, a small town. Um, Jesus obviously had to be born there because that's what the prophecy said. That's where God chose for the this, this, uh, this Saviour and Messiah to be born. But I think that for me, the encouragement was that God chose to arrive into a town of 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 past significance. It was past its best and it wasn't mm. huge. It wasn't like the, all the glitz and the glamour, as we know. Jesus was born into a stable, but he was also born into a town that was small. It wasn't anything grand. And it again goes to show how God, how, how humble Jesus is and continued to be throughout his, his life and ministry but also it goes to show that the, the depths and the lengths God's willing to go to, to, to limit and reduce and restrict himself in order to come and be with us, be amongst us and to save us. And it play, it plays into that whole thing that we've, we've all experienced since haven't, haven't we, that, um, that truly following Jesus being that disciple follower of Jesus is not it's not a majoritative thing. It's not you. You are not part of the majority if you choose to be a disciple follower of Jesus. You are, you are in the minority. You are. We are small. We are, um, you, you know, and, and yet, cast your mind back to to the other end of Jesus's life on earth, and uh, and you've got that small group of proper disciples who then go in and radically. Um, shake the whole world up. They mm. take the gospel to the whole yep. known world, and and I think for me it feels like reconnecting with this humble start to the to to the life of Jesus, and and how that would all pan out, you know, and 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 the fact that he didn't really have he he, he may have had lots of inquisitive people around him in during his ministry, but he didn't have lots of people who really got him and understood what was yeah. happening and that is part of our experience isn't yeah. it it's it's hard for us to follow jesus and and you know not to to stray off the narrow path because there's only a few of us on there really mm. yeah that's true yeah yeah no that's true yeah mm. Mm. that's good so so we are um we are going to look at um 
well, well you're going to share some thoughts, aren't you, on traditions? Yeah. Well, just, just because it's Christmas uh, and it's a time when we are usually have traditions of different um, weights, different um, strengths to us, different levels of importance. Um, and, and it was, again, from, from reading the Christmas narrative in the Bible and singing the Christmas carols, which we do every year through tradition, it just got me thinking about traditions in general, especially around Christmas time, what traditions we might have in our own lives, what importance they have, but also thinking a little bit deeper and looking at the why we do things we do and this isn't going to be a lesson about like oliver cromwell and mince pies and all that sort of stuff but it's just more about inviting us to to think for ourselves what we do as families or what we do with our group of friends or maybe even in our uh, communities for, for traditions whoa, whoa whoa stop there stop there i feel there's a gap now in my knowledge <laughs> what is the connection between oliver cromwell and mince pies i'm pretty sure didn't he didn't he try and ban christmas uh, mince pies or, or something at Christmas wasn't there like part wow of, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure oh, there we it are, could then. be it could be a Wikipedia fact or it could be a pub quiz fact I've picked up over the years there uh, we go I feel yeah. like I've learned something there this morning I'm sure he made it illegal to eat mince pies at Christmas or on Christmas day something very bizarre like that um, and we're banging on about Mark Drakeford and his 20 mile an hour speed limits I mean that's Nothing compared to banning mince pies, is it? No, now I've got hankering for a mince pie, but not driving to it. Uh, right. So, yeah, so Christmas traditions. But, yeah, yeah. it was actually a reading. So in the in the book of Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, obviously it talks about the fact Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem. But then in Chapter 2, it talks about the fact how every year for the Passover they went to the temple. So, yes, I know the Passover isn't Christmas, but there's a tradition there. There's a, a ritual. There's some repetition there. So that's just got me thinking about the traditions we have and, and why we, we do them. And I think it's important sometimes maybe to think, oh, why why do we do this? Why, why do we do that? Whether that's big picture stuff like why do we sing carols at Christmas? Well, because the words are about the truth of Jesus coming at Christmas. Why do we read these Bible passages at Christmas? Because they remind us of the Christmas narrative. Uh, why do we eat turkey? I'm not really sure where that tradition came from, but lots of people eat turkey. For many years, I didn't eat turkey. I'm still not a big fan of turkey, if I'm honest, so I'd happily have something different for my Christmas dinner. What would you have different? Uh, beef, always, oh, and, wow. or, and or usually gammon. I mean, if, if, if I'm in the right place... Uh, there's often at least three meats available and the right place uh, for those three meats is the in-laws house but we won't be there this year it could also work couldn't it have you got your christmas cow rather than your christmas turkey <laughs> well <laughs> yeah yeah it could, it, it could work <laughs> i mean this this is an option this this year i'm guessing with the current uh, livestock issues around birds there might be more beef on people's plates at christmas um mm. and also not to mention obviously the cost uh, of things this year and so that's the other thing i was thinking about john is like it, traditions sometimes we can become so like fixated on we have to do it this way because we've always done it this way um uh, because it's yes. the tradition actually giving ourselves permission to not simply break tradition but, but being freed from it and finding a new way to do something finding a new tradition um and so actually some of that could be a bit freeing, both in terms of restrictions and light, the way we live, but also in terms of perhaps bank balance and the, the pennies in our purses. Mm. Yes. Um, so um, just on um, the 
the the idea of why do we do the certain traditions that we do and i like the fact that you've you've yeah. given reasons for carols and for reading the bible passages uh one of our traditions is uh once we're we're ready we've done all of the stuff on christmas uh eve and um uh, there's nothing else to do in preparation for Christmas Day. My wife and I sit down and watch the Muppets Christmas Carol. And uh, we've been doing that now for 18 years. And I constantly ask <laughs> now, why do we do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's a as, as good a why answer to that one as some of the ones that you've already used. But um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, your 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 uh, tradition must be around Jingle All the Way, mustn't it? Well, that, that's my favorite. Isn't that your favorite? Film. Film? Yeah, yeah. It is my favorite Christmas film. Yeah. Um, it's it's almost become my favorite Christmas film by um, myth now as well. It's become part of a legend. I, I think I'm known for for my love of that film. I don't know. It's just something about it I enjoy. Um, Are you trying to it, promote yourself as a legend? No, I'm not saying I'm a legend. No, 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 that's not what I'm suggesting. But yeah, no, Christmas traditions. So yeah, and I think just, and I guess maybe for me, like there are certain things that we we do or we like to do as a family or we like to do with our, our friends and ourselves. Um, but, but again, for me, because Christmas is often different every year to the last year, let's even ignore the last two years of relative uncertainty, having lived in, a place where not all of my family are previously so my in-laws and their extended family were in a different place so sometimes we'd be with my family sometimes we'd be just us sometimes we'd be with the in-laws uh, now living in wales and having families in two other different places again it means that we're not necessarily always in the same place doing the same thing at the same time um, and having previously worked uh, in a career where uh christmas day wasn't a day off <laughs> again that created a need to find different ways to celebrate and mark certain traditions and so i guess for me it's it's never been there's never been as much rigidity so i, I guess what i'm just trying to encourage is just that feeling and that thought ah oh, could we be flexible with some of our traditions so you know you your tradition might be watching a christmas film on a certain day but it doesn't always have to be the same christmas film john you could you could you know throw caution to the wind and put something different on um <laughs> yeah i wonder how that conversation is going to go with my wife why don't we yeah. uh sit and watch a different christmas movie okay yeah she'd probably suggest polar express then and we've already watched <laughs> that 365 times in the last year yeah it's your, your son's favorite uh, that's a good that's a good that's a good christmas film um so there you go on that right so if we're talking traditions so there's a tradition of watching a christmas movie on christmas eve i mean we usually watch a christmas movie when we're wrapping christmas presents like in mm -hmm. one of the evenings in the build-up um and probably during the week in the week build up we'll get through a number of christmas films either as a couple or as a family um it, what's your we, we talked in previous years about our favorite christmas films what yeah. what is your uh, i don't know how to put this politely what's your least favorite christmas film what's the christmas film you would you would avoid and would never would be happy if you never saw it again so i have a particular issue with um it's a wonderful life okay. do you remember that one it's, it's uh, like from the 1930s yeah and um and basically it is about um 
Well, so basically, it's, it's generally it's genuinely about um, how life pans out and what if certain things didn't happen and what if other things did happen and certain regrets that you had. What if you you went back and that didn't happen and and then it gets to the end of the film um, and um, it, it's like you've looked back on your life and realized, well, look, you, you may feel destitute because the lead, the lead character feels completely destitute. He's, he's contemplating committing suicide to be fair, which not particularly okay. Christmassy, but, uh, yeah. but, but it, it, if he hadn't and had done what he did during his life, then his kids wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be married to the, to the woman he was there. And it's like, like your life has intrinsic value. Now I agree with the whole message of it. But it, I, oh, it is so ridiculously cheesy right the way through. You know, so you're, uh, you're disliking every Chris- time a bell rings, another angel gets its wings. And you're just like, oh, come on. This is not, this is horrible. And uh, it is so popular. It's so, it will be on TV this year. And it's like, give it a rest, will you? So yeah, it's a wonderful life. I'm going to stop there because um, <laughs> I've never uh, seen it. If I'm honest, <laughs> you are a very, very, very blessed oh. man. And based on that recommendation, I'm not sure I want to. So um, thanks, <laughs> thanks for yeah, that. Which Christmas film should I avoid? It's a wonderful life. And, and to be Scott, fair, says, to be fair, I'm not a very opinionated man. He says with his tongue firmly in his cheek. Um, I am yeah. quite opinionated, and other people do love the film, and I'm sure it does have its merits. I just can't see any of them. So um, let me throw that question back to you. What is what is your least favourite uh, Christmas film? That's easy. Ooh. My least favourite Christmas film is Love Actually. Love Actually. I can't wow. stand it. And not because... Not because I don't like rom-coms. I'm aware that some of us quite enjoy rom-coms, but I don't like it because it's it's not really about love. Um, it's not. It's. I mean, part of it's set at Christmas. Um, it just. It's about uh, dishonesty. It's about extramarital affairs. It's about. Yeah, it's not about love, and it definitely misses. Uh, the point for me I'm, I'm not a fan there are there are moments that are in it that are okay but yeah just generally the vibe of the film i don't think it's great it doesn't leave a very good taste in my mouth i don't enjoy it and it's not one i'd recommend it doesn't feel very wholesome if i can put it that way see i i i, I totally agree with you on that I, I i think things which um there's a moral compass isn't there and, and it's yeah and it kind of misses the moral compass completely just feels to me that you've got more reason to dislike that than I have to dislike <laughs> it's a wonderful life it's just like um yeah um but uh you know i th- i think um i don't like i don't like like love actually either in fairness um revolution john let's let's um let's campaign to no we don't need to campaign but that's just just my opinion so i try and avoid it at all costs and if it's on telly definitely wouldn't watch it um and I don't re- recommend it to people. Though by talking about the films we don't like, we've probably inadvertently <laughs> recommended them to uh, the listeners. Please don't watch those films. There are to other be, films available. <laughs> to be fair, though, I, I have fairly consistently um, heard from n- numerous people that Love Actually is 
just doesn't leave the right taste in your mouth at the end to yeah, be yeah. fair yeah um so uh, so yeah um so so we won't be watching love actually or it's a wonderful life uh this year no. but we will watch jingle all the way yeah of course and I do quite like... It's turbo time. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I just needed to, <laughs> I needed to keep on mentioning the film enough times. You know, I've uh, discovered it's on Disney+. Plus, So uh, that's that. I don't even have to pay to rent it to watch it this year. Actually, it's on Channel 4 on the 10th of December, Saturday. There you go. I was going to say, if it's on <laughs> if it's on Disney+, Plus, you are paying to watch it. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. That's true. But... You know, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I will also um, watch... Um, uh, National Lampoon's Christ- Christmas Vacation, uh, and I, that has got various Ooh. points in it which are uh, uh, cringe-worthy, and uh, there could be a debate over certain moral compass things in there. But I do love the fact that I, I love that moment where he's decked out the whole of the outside of the house. It's it, he's got lights in all the right places, and he plugs <laughs> it in, and the whole thing just explodes. I just, and also the turkey when they cut into the turkey and that just explodes as well it's quite funny <laughs> so, I've, not, I've not seen that one either but um, no yeah, i would uh, recommend that one it's a it's a okay. good it's a good laugh to be fair so yeah. um <laughs> but yeah christmas traditions watching christmas films um hopefully good or cheesy but certainly not terrible or <laughs> yeah um, yeah there are ones to avoid and can i ask do you do you have this thing where uh, in the downtimes when a TV's not on, uh, do you have Christmas music on in the background? Does that is that part of the Butler uh, traditions? It, it, I mean, it wouldn't be mine by choice, but I wouldn't be anti it. I'm not like a Scrooge or a humbug. I guess I wouldn't just think, oh, let's pop it on. But again, I, I would say uh, my wife is very much a lover of having Christmas music on. The kids we were in the car the other day on a long journey. They wanted Christmas music on. I was totally up for just listening to Popmaster on Catch Up on BBC Sounds. Um, and then, yeah, if we're at the in-laws, there'll be Christmas music on in the background as well, which will be a variety of, you know, your, your Christmas pop songs, Christmas-themed songs, the same ones that everyone plays every year, getting Michael Bublé out of the um, attic or whatever. And um, I don't know why he's in the attic. Um, and, yeah, and, and, you know, with Christmas carols. Uh, just give him, ch- give him a saucer good... of water and some bread occasionally. <laughs> he only comes out at Christmas. I'm sure this guy, he's, he probably works less than Father, than Santa Claus. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, Christmas music. Probably, probably earns a lot more money, though. <laughs> it probably does, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Christmas songs, Christmas music, your, uh, your forte, John? No, we, we we don't particularly have Christmas music on in the background. I think... Um, uh, I do like you'd sing along, and Joe can't stand your singing. Yes, I, I sing and do my dad <laughs> dance. Um, so uh, no, it's uh, we 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 don't. Uh, in fairness, uh, maybe because the TV's never off. No, that's a joke. Uh, but um, uh, I mean, Christmas music hasn't been being released, has it? For for like when I was a kid growing up, there was always that big thing about yeah. the Christmas number one. And it was either Mariah Carey with all I want for Christmas is you. Um, or um, um, you had uh, Paul McCartney with uh, the pipes of peace. Remember that one was uh, the football match in the, in the, in the middle of the video where the, 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 the Germans yeah. and, and the British or the allied uh, troops, they stopped playing, they, they stopped fighting to play uh, football on Christmas uh, day. Um, First of all, that's the one. Uh, so yeah, so uh, 
I, I like it, but no, we don't really particularly listen to, to huge amounts of it, um, in fairness. Well, so you, you talked about Christmas number ones then. Did you know that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You was never actually Christmas number one when it was first released? See, that's what I love yeah. about you. Is it's, it's that ever ready with the trivia. So it never it's made a, It's a random one, fact. No, it, wow. it made number one in 2020, charts. Right. It never made okay. number one the first time through like uh, streaming um, services because now charts are measured, aren't they, from online yeah. plays. So there you go. little fact et for you fact fans. Wow, 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 wow. Well, the one that uh, did make it was Last Christmas by uh, by Wham, wasn't it? That was that was. It was. That's like the archetypal Christmas song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Do you know which Do you know which song beat Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas to You to number one in the in in the nineties when it was first released? No, I I just wouldn't even know. Wouldn't have a clue. E seventeen. Stay another day. Oh. Stay now, baby. If you got, yeah, it's not great, is it? Why? I don't know how that got to number one. I mean, it's Christmassy because there's snow in the video, but yeah, that was Christmas number one over. All I want for Christmas is you. I think Mariah Carey's probably had the last laugh, though, bearing in mind how many times her song has been played. Yeah, it is absolutely. So, okay, so just as we wrap up um, <laughs> on this amazing, amazingly random podcast, um, what uh, traditions? do you hold on to um, to keep the reason for the season like in the front like of your mind? You know, I mean, the thing is, it is, I, I find, I don't know about other people, I find it really attempting uh, <coughs> just to just to roll with all of the Christmas stuff and sit there mm. with the quality street on my lap and mm. watching one bad movie after another and, and, and uh, you know, stuffing myself silly. Although, you know, clearly, let let's be sensitive to the situation we're all in. That's yeah. probably Christmas is going to be very different to that anyway this year. Yep. But what about our focus on Jesus? How okay. do you keep that's, your focus on Jesus in this that's, season? That's a great that's a great question. Uh, I think normally the obvious answer would be attending uh, a carol service or attending a church. I mean, Bernard Church pastor, it's kind of required <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that, saying, saying that in jest, um, but but that is one way. However, o- over the years, that doesn't always look like the same. And uh, as I hinted at earlier, having either been in different places geographically or having been at work due to working shifts um, when I was in the police, not being able to get to church on Christmas Day or or even Christmas Eve. Um, that that hasn't had an impact so I, I don't take that for granted that opportunity and obviously as well during the last couple of years when restrictions mm. at different points meant it was harder to gather or, or do certain things i think not taking that opportunity to attend a a carol service at a church um yeah it's not to be sniffed at whether that's christmas eve christmas day midnight mass whatever whatever that looks like for you i would say that that is one thing is actually just getting <laughs> to an opportunity to gather with other believers to go with other christians to celebrate and to worship the king of kings at the time when he first came to be with us that that's a a big one for me um but that can look very different so i don't know if that's specifically a tradition but that's just a top tip mm. i think um one proper tradition that I've tried to harness and I think I've done fairly well at discipline wise over the last few years 
is, and I'm doing it again this year, and we're doing it together as a church, actually, is reading the book of Luke through December. I know it's become quite a a popular-ish thing to do. If you've not heard of it, the idea being that you read a chapter of Luke every day through December, so 1st to the 24th, because there's 24 chapters in the book of Luke. And then on day 25, when you wake up Christmas morning, woohoo, you know what Christmas is really all about. You know that you're waking up to worship and to celebrate and be grateful for the saviour and by that point you've read through all of jesus life and ministry um so that that is a that is for me is a, a tradition i i've harnessed and i have found and find increasing value and gold in um, that's mm-hmm. a very long answer there you go no that's really helpful isn't it because i think it's difficult for people uh for all of us really just to not get swept up in the whole yeah. um commercialization of yeah. the season um and uh, and and to lose sight of of what it really is all about you know yeah. so uh some of the things i do um again i mean there's no there's there's an overlap really with a lot of what you've yeah. said um so the the whole church thing um uh, going to carol services um doing um uh christmas day service all sorts of stuff like that helps to keep your focus where it needs to be um but over the last um, few years, and, and this is even going to pre-COVID um, uh, times, one of the things I found most helpful is actually to take the season of Christmas to pray about the year ahead and ask God what his plans are for mm. for me, for, for, for ministry, for my family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and just pray and ask God to give us a steer on what the year ahead might look like and and often i'm looking for a word or um a verse or something like that and yeah. uh, and because i'm i'm set in my heart to be expectant to hear from god over the christmas season that can generally keep my my heart in the right place yeah uh, and it's a very simple thing That's and sometimes good. sometimes often i i i don't really hear much until we tip over into the new year and, and then it becomes, you know, so it's not a, you know, there's not a, a success or fail thing. In fact, of do I hear from God in that moment? But the fact that I am uh, approaching the end of this year and the beginning of next year from a point of view of my relationship with God and what that might look like um, tends to keep my heart from being too overwhelmed by quality street. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I got, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be overwhelmed by Quality Street and have, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I think that's, no. I think that's good. Um, and and actually, interesting. Both the idea or the tips that we've shared, there's no cost really attached to to no. either of those, no, unless not. you don't own a Bible, but you can just get the app, which is free. Um, and prayer generally doesn't cost us in money; costs time. But um, yeah, just conscious, as we've already said, you know. Things are more expensive. We may not have as much uh, yeah. money available, and that's that's another one. Actually, just just on that, it doesn't necessarily help us stay focused on the reason for the season. But I think it can do. Is the tradition of sending Christmas cards when you've got the cost of buying the card and the cost of the postage, and the uncertainty of whether the post is ever going to get there. Um, I know a number of people that have changed that tradition. That rather than sending Christmas cards they make a donation of a similar amount to a charity. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I think that that's great. Like, so rather than feeling like you've got to go out and buy, okay, Christmas cards probably now are quite cheap, but the, the cost of sending is not, you know, you could be spending 12, 20 pounds, whatever you wanted to spend on buying and posting all these Christmas cards. Just make a donation of what you could afford to a charity instead and send a text to all those people to wish them Merry Christmas. I'm sure they'll understand. And the money that you're giving to that is going to have a much greater impact on what you're giving to and possibly less of a dent and less of a concern in your own bank balance. Just a thought. So just to wrap, to properly wrap up now, and then we're going to share a little bit about next year of, um, um, I guess, inspirational biblical thought. Just, a, just one thing about Christmas that for you is, is um, important. Yeah. Um, the, the often read passage of, of Isaiah um, chapter 9 um and the often read passages of the gospels can become so familiar because we read them all the time and read them every year that we kind of miss their significance and so the first thing i would suggest is read them in a different translation to what you're used to whether that's a different language um or whether that's just a different um yeah as i said translation you know that that is a good place to start because it brings a fresh perspective to the same truth and make keeps our hearts soft to that um and i'm not going to recommend a particular passage as such a particular translation as such but for me i really love reading isaiah 9 where it talks about uh, unto us a child is born a son is given mm. um, and he'll be called and then lists his names but i love that in the the message version because i've actually got the message here um because of how it describes Jesus' character and who he's going to be. Um, because for me, the, the closing one especially, where we always talk about Prince of Peace, we always think about peace as in, ah, oh, nice peace and quiet, ah, oh, nice nice and peaceful. But actually, the peace it was about was about shalom, was about wholeness. And um, the message actually calls him the Prince of Wholeness. Um, he says, I don't want to misquote it, uh, Uh, and his names will be amazing counselor strong god eternal father prince of wholeness the idea that actually jesus comes to make us whole yes but to restore our relationship with god to being whole we're back back with god uh, as we were intended to be because of jesus Uh, that is my closing thought Code Life Cymru podcast is a podcast that we have designed for us men. It's designed to help us, it's designed to equip us, it's designed to resource us for life in the 21st century. We know that God has a plan for every one of us and that plan includes our ability to handle life's assaults on us. We know that God has a plan for us to walk the narrow path, to keep our eyes and our hearts and our minds focused on Jesus Christ. So each month, John Butler and myself, we'll be talking about life's stuff, the stuff that affects all of us, the highs, the lows, 
the successes, the failures, the good times, the bad times. Those moments when we choose to do the right thing when it's not the easiest thing. To help us have those conversations for each of the 12 months, we're going to be doing a few new things. We'll be looking at a book called Cave Time each month. Chapter of that, we're going to discuss what that means to us. We're going to have guests on the show. We're going to have top tens. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and a lot of banter. But we will be going deep. We'll be going deep into the heart and the soul of you and of us. We are going to be looking at what it looks like to be a man of God in this season. What does it look like to follow Jesus? What does it look like to be a man who has an opposite spirit? A man who chooses to be kind, full of grace, full of love, even when tough times come. We invite you to join us on this journey. It will be epic. There will be a lot of laughs along the way. But there will also be those moments when we resource each other, we encourage each other, and we cheer each other on to blaze a trail along the narrow path that leads to life in God. Come and join us at the Code Life Cymru podcast in 2023. Uh, we want to wish you all uh, an Adolf Llawen, a Bloyden so a, a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's been a tremendous privilege for us just to be able to do these episodes throughout the year. And thank you for journeying with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for those times when you've reached out and given us messages um, of encouragement. And we will continue to do this in the in the new year. Um, but uh, we just want to finish this particular episode off with um, our very best wishes and prayers for you for your families, for those you hold dear, for those whom you love, that you will have a blessed Christmas, one where you feel the favour of God on your lives and on the lives of those you hold dear, despite what the circumstances around us may feel like. May we know God's love, comfort and peace in this season. John, thank you so much for not only this episode and for our conversations, but for everyone we've had in 2022 it's been an absolute blast broad and uh, been... really appreciated it yeah no dioch um for having me as your uh, co-host uh, i've enjoyed it i've appreciated it hopefully those guys that listen to us uh, have enjoyed it as much as we have um and uh, yeah we appreciate you and as you just said nadolik slawen abluthin nawithar merry christmas and happy new year ichigis to you all well guys that's it for this month Thank you for listening to the Code Life Cymru podcast. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us. And it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you. So please do remember to head across to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already. And please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much. Diochem Vaud Yaun.